0: Hello. Hello. You're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffané.
0: Hey, Jason. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to your house. Thank you. You're welcome. Have you left the house today? Yes. Great. We're all very proud of you. I went to the gym,
1: and I'm (gasps) going to run three miles on the treadmill but then i dropped my phone on the treadmill and made a scene and so i had to leave
0: you got embarrassed and so you left i basically screamed
1: fuck four times as i was juggling my phone and it hit the treadmill and then i slammed stop and then i was like goodbye wow so you got no running done. no i got two and a half miles and
0: then after two and a half miles you dropped the phone embarrassed yourself and in retrieving your phone just kept walking to the locker room
1: Uh, i didn't even walk to the locker room i just left oh you
0: left the building yeah (laughs) i I just
1: was like i can't i can't
0: were you at the which gym
1: at la fitness oh my goodness yeah
0: oh my well i'm you know i'm pretty sure some very much more embarrassing things have happened at la fitness
1: oh i'm I'm sure but like there's a part of me that's like if anyone was recording i will be a meme tomorrow about how 2019 (laughs) is going so Ah,
0: great that's amazing all right, well, you got two and a half miles done. Yeah. Which, for once, you know what I did today? <gasps> a 3.2-mile run today. What? That's right. I ran farther than you did That's today. That's amazing. Probably the first, the first time in my entire life.
1: What, why were you running? Was something chasing you? No. You oh. know
0: what? I just was like, if I don't get some kind of exercise today, I'm not going to meet my goals. And so I just ran for half an hour. I'm really slow. <laughs> so you can probably do three miles in, like, 15 minutes.
1: No, not 15.
0: 20, maybe. But uh, I can, it takes, I've can. takes i got it over a 10-minute mile at the moment, so okay. it's slow. But it felt really good, you know? And I was like, I've done my exercise for today. I
1: felt and
0: good. And now, because we are, you know, hanging out, we're going to do this podcast now. But after this, there's game night at your house. It's so game night. I knew I was going to be at your house eating junk food for six hours. It's so, true. I, <laughs>
1: which I'm super excited about. We have a mini donut maker.
0: And we. you know what I like about us, Jason, is we can't get enough of each other's company. And I like I that. I know. <laughs> But I'm excited. My uh, husband is coming over after we're done here. He's with gonna come puppies. over with our dogs. Yeah, yes. and you get some Luke and Leia time. Luke
1: and Leia. I need Luke and Leia time. You're it's excited. been a stressful couple of days. Uh-huh. The rain. The rain does damage to me. Yeah. Too much rain. I love the. It helps the plants. Uh,
0: it, that is good. Yes. But my emotional well-being. Oh, you are one of those SAD people. I absolutely am. I am absolutely the opposite of that. I revel in the gloom and the. Which makes LA the wrong place for me to live. Really. It's a, you should be in, like, Seattle. I need to, yeah. I was born in Seattle, and I think that it's, like, part of me oh. forever.
1: I was born in New York, and I said, bye.
0: That's such a fascinating story. That's my favorite <laughs> thing about you, is your fascinating <laughs> stories about your past. Yeah, well, I like to keep it <laughs> real. <laughs> it's like the end result of going to uh, see a moving piece of theater as you go home. Like, <laughs> your. You were born in a place and then you said goodbye to that place. Yeah, that's, well, that's what happened and you went west, young man. I did and you're making a life out here. I,
1: as I went west I had people singing, you know, carry on my way without. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, what I want I, I well you must be happy then because the sun is back.
1: The sun has returned. Yes. And uh we, not God's son,
0: let's be clear. Oh, no, not the Messiah. The the actual I never star would have even we thought around.
1: about that.
0: Just got to be careful because, you know, some people will hear the sun has returned and they'll get a little crazy about it.
1: I feel like they're not listening to our probably podcast. Probably not our listeners, no. Probably
0: <laughs> not. That's a good point. <laughs> and if they are, welcome. Yes, welcome, Christians. Yeah. We love having you. Everything you believe is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we jump into the show today? Yeah, uh, let's do it. Or what are we talking about today? Uh, we have...
1: Uh, We still have Palm Springs coming up. Yes, we do. So come join us. Don't forget
0: about February first in Palm Springs. uh, February first for two weeks in Palm Springs. Yes, our our movie, our feature film, but we will be be... there
1: for the first two days. Right. So if you want to see us, you got to come early. Yeah. And and come come often. often. Yeah. Yes. There's also an audio book that we made out there still. Yep. It's still it's still available. Yeah.
0: We haven't just destroyed every digital copy of it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine
1: I'm running around to people's phones? Do you have (laughs) out of body on your phone? (laughs) Smash. Do you have out of body on your phone? I can't imagine you would do that after promoting it. I know. Why would I do that? I don't know. You You would
0: have suffered a psychotic break, I think. Yes. We'd be super concerned, which, you know... Things being the way they are, no one could blame you for it. Yeah. It's,
1: <laughs> the world is turbulent.
0: Yeah, and, you know, if anyone's out out there is having some psychological trouble, we get it.
1: Go see a therapist. I love my therapist. <laughs> she might actually listen to this, and oh. I I hope you do, and I hope you love it. If you don't, <laughs> then you'll never know I said this. I hope you do, and I hope you love me. It. It. I hope
0: yeah. you love it.
1: <laughs> I love going to her. She's so, <laughs> she like pushes me out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. but in a way that doesn't threaten me. Oh, a lot of therapists a way have tried. Comfortable. To, well, a lot of th- therapists would be like, "You're wrong," and I'd be like, "You're wrong," <laughs> and I don't go back. And this way, she's like, "Well, have you thought about other variations mm-hmm. of it?" And then I'm like, "Oh."
0: Well, don't you think pretty soon you're going to be like, "Oh, she's just telling me I'm wrong." Well, no, you're but You're not reading she, through the the. She has, but yet? she
1: said it in a way that makes me not feel threatened. Okay, so I'm willing to accept the information. I and agree, that. but I'm stubborn. Okay. So I need someone to like caress me to get me there.
0: I think you're wrong about that.
1: That That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping the table, <laughs> I can't take it.
0: All right, well, we broke up. <laughs> All right, but uh honestly, but seriously though, shall we talk about the bright spot? Yes. All right, give fantastic. me some good news, please. <laughs> sure. Before we jump into whatever we're talking about today, which I don't know, we are talking about something that happened this week that was joyful or fun in the news. Yes. And this week, it's Caitlin Ohashi. I don't know if you saw this, but basically if you search for UCLA gymnast, <gasps> oh, yeah, that's her name, oh, Caitlin Ohashi. So oh my God. This went viral this week and yes. I saw it last night for the first time and I was like, oh my God, I get it now. Because a lot of times I just, if something is like, oh, you, ha- it's breaking the internet, you have to see this, it's like the first reason I won't, you know, look oh, at you're it. you're one of those people. I'm one of those people. Like I haven't seen the egg yet.
1: Oh, I, I like the I I you liked it. I want to be a part See, of the, the people between
0: crushing it. the Kardashians. I, well, that—that that is respect. I respect <laughs> that. But like, I—I I, I haven't even seen it yet. I don't care. It's just an egg. I, I, yeah, exactly.
1: Go look it up, guys. It's on Instagram. It's the Wonder Egg. Hey,
0: this is my bright spot. Okay, get off. <laughs> Caitlin Ohashi is the bright spot because if you haven't seen this yet. It is viral for the best reason possible. It's incredible. This uh, female UCLA gymnast had a floor routine this week, and of course she got a perfect 10, but that wasn't even the thing about it for me because she's an incredible gymnast and to watch her flying around on the floor, it just seems completely superhuman to me. But the thing that was so wonderful about it for me was the joy that she had. This incredible smile the whole time and she was in this jaunty kind of, you know, dancing in between like when she wasn't flipping 18,000 times in the air. Right. She was doing little, you know, cute little movements and just having the time of her life. And that came across so clearly in the video. So go search for for this UC, if you haven't seen it yet, you probably have. If you haven't, go search for this UCLA gymnast and just spend like three minutes in this wonderful mashup song routine that she does with oh, all yeah. these uh, older pop songs. You know, the joy is so infectious, and it'll brighten your day. It can't help but.
1: If I can tag something onto that, too, I've seen the video, Mm -hmm. and she is a star. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I saw the perfect 10, I was like, of course, and I've never seen a perfect 10, but like, this is the routine that absolutely was a 10, because it wasn't just the technique. It was the personality. It was the whole package.
0: Totally. It was the joy of a performer and, and an athlete living fully in the moment. Of the thing she loves to do. Right. So if you haven't seen it yet, just go see it. It's really good. Caitlin Ohashi, UCLA woman's gymnast, and she's incredible. Yeah. Congratulations to her for the perfect 10. Yeah. And also, you know, thanks to her, which totally brightened my day, and she's so beautiful and joyful in that moment. I love it. That's what we have for the bright spot. And let's talk about what we're really talking about, okay?
1: Yes. I
0: have no idea what we're talking about, but we're, we're going to delve into some tragedy of history. Is that right? That is correct. And eventually find the bright side. But before we get there, what are we talking about today? All Justin right. T. Gaffney. Are you ready? I'm. That's why I asked.
1: Okay. <laughs> Ten days in a madhouse. Great. Around the world, world record holder. Okay. Female journalist. Okay. That's right. What? We're going to talk about Nellie Bly.
0: Okay. All right. I was thinking in my head, I, I'm glad I didn't say it. I was about to say, is it Clara Barton? Because I got her confused. She started the Red Cross. Oh. Yeah. This is, I don't know much about Nellie Bly. I'll have to look up Clara <laughs> another day. This is
1: about Nellie. Yeah, let's
0: talk about it. I yeah. love it. I, remember, I, I know a little bit about this because I remember Stockard Channing on an episode of West Wing, was all about a statue of Nellie Bly. She was going somewhere to dedicate a statue of Nellie Bly.
1: Oh, which makes total sense once you know more about Nellie. That's my one piece of information about Nellie Bly, so. I
0: love it. Let's let's talk about it. What do we got?
1: So you might know her from her birth name, Elizabeth Jane Cochran.
0: Oh, sure. Oh, okay. You said (laughs) Nellie Bly and I got all confused, (laughs) but Elizabeth Jane Cochran I know all about.
1: Right? (laughs) Fuck you. So, she would be born in Pennsylvania on May 5th, 1864. Mm -hmm. She would be one of 15 to her father, Michael Cochran, who was married twice, and she was one of five to her mother, Mary Jane Kennedy, who was the second wife. Okay. Her childhood name was Pinky, (laughs) because she rocked out pink dresses like she was Galinda and Wicked. (laughs) She, like, rocked it. Cool. uh, But her smarter,
0: older sister was the brain. Yeah.
1: So, uh... (laughs) Sorry. I love that show. <laughs> Me too. So, as Nellie got older, she decided that Pink was juvenile, huh. and so was her name Pinky. Oh. So, she opted to be called Cochrane to appear more grown and modern. Really? Yeah. Okay. She's like, I have a new name. What is it? Cochrane.
0: That's your old name. It's just the last part of your old name.
1: It's modern and distinguished. Sure is. Pink <laughs>
0: Cochrane. <laughs>
1: So, her father would die in 1871, mm-hmm. and as a result, they would be forced to move to Pittsburgh in 1880 to be able to afford to live.
0: Is that what happened when people died? You were forced to move to Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh is made up of only people whose
1: fathers are dead? <laughs> Starting rumors over here. Well, I mean, I I just look it up online, so <laughs> I can't help it if the facts are wrong. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we blame take the no internet responsibility for that. Yeah.
1: So, all right, at this particular time in history, there was a newspaper called the Pittsburgh Dispatch. Okay. The Pittsburgh Dispatch would write an article called "quote What Girls Are Good For." Uh, yep. Oh. The article, as I'm sure oh, this you guys, we're
0: we're gonna get into some like horrible misogyny. Yay. Yes.
1: So, yeah, I'm sure as you guessed, the article was basically about how great women are and how they're able to do everything men can do, right? For sure. I think yeah. the,
0: the article was just wor- one word. Everything.
1: Yes. So, no. Oh, that's no. That's factual falseness. Well. It was actually filled with deep-seated misogyny <laughs> and claimed that girls were only useful in birthing babies and making sure that the house was well cared for.
0: Good Lord. I also
1: hate when articles are like, they're talking about women and they use the submissive girls. Girls, yeah. They're like,
0: well, whatever- they're, we've been doing that since, then, until like the 60s, 70s, or like now. And I know, yeah. And nows.
1: Well, Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. as you could guess, was not having it. Mm -hmm. She decided to write a response to the piece rebuking it and calling them out on their bullshit.
0: And signed it, Modern, Sophisticated, Last Named Woman.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, basically, she was 16 years old when Uh she wrote this article, and she signed it, actually, Lonely Orphan Girl. Oh, shit.
0: That's yeah. way darker. <laughs> Which is hilarious
1: because her mother's still alive. Like, bitch is not an orphan. Like, okay. Unfortunately, yeah, well, her mom never learned to
0: read, probably. <laughs> Cause what was the use? Right. Does that help me birthing babies? Exactly. I don't need yeah. to read to clean the house. Yeah. Spoilers, you do.
1: Well. Because then you can read the cleaning product you... and make
0: sure you're not poisoning yourself. Oh, come on. Cleaning products are mostly oral tradition. No. <laughs> That's mortifying. <laughs> <laughs> cleaning products are passed down from mother to daughter.
1: <laughs> Mom, don't need to. Do read you them. clean? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the world's worst commercial. Why, darling? Like, are you feeling not so fresh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the sink is just dirty. Oh. <laughs> anyway, all right. So basically, she she signed it "lonely orphan girl" mm-hmm. to give her sympathy points, which was like super smart. Even at sixteen, she understood the power of the written word. Okay. She was like. We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. So the editor at the Pittsburgh Dispatch was like, holy shit, (laughs) this lonely orphan girl can fucking write. Uh And they're like, someone needs to get her down here right now. So
0: it was a well-written response? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And the editor was like, I must meet this powerhouse.
0: I'm just... Really wary of any man in power who's like, I have to meet this lonely orphan girl.
1: <laughs> well, that's creepy. If that's fair. Right? I didn't even think about that. Yeah,
0: think about it now. I do. Okay. Alright,
1: so no one knew who she was, right? Because she wrote under this pen name. Sure. So the editor, George Madden, not from Madden Sports as far as I know, fuck um, off. <laughs> 1871 <laughs> but maybe it's the same family I don't know Ah, <laughs> maybe so George Madden ran an advertisement in his paper begging her to come introduce herself to him <laughs> so he could meet her so she went to him this is like
0: the pre-craigslist I know yeah
1: missed connections missed connections <laughs> Miss connections person who wrote me an op-ed really great writer lonely orphan girl Signed, mysterious
0: powerful creepy old man <laughs>
1: We don't know that he was old. He's just a powerful, creepy man. He's older than 16. That's true. Powerful, slightly older, or mostly older, or just or Anyway, the point is.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, actually interested in your mind, not looking for a May-December thing.
1: Yes. Sure. So, anyway, so she went to him, and <laughs> he offered her a job on the spot to write for their paper again under the name Lonely Orphan Girl. Oh. She would say yes. And this... so the first piece that she wrote was called, quote, The Girl Puzzle. Hmm. and it dealt with the long-term effects of divorce and how women would deal with it and the hardships of it. Okay. And in the piece she basically called upon lawmakers to help change divorce laws to bring them into the modern era. Wow. So really topical like edgy stuff but not so edgy that it like the paper would like burn her at the stakes kind of stuff. Sure. So George Madden was so dazzled by this article and her writing mm-hmm. he was like Please come write for the paper full-time. You must have a full-time job with us. Wow. He was so excited. Okay. He was, like, spazzing. Yeah,
0: he, he really fangirled.
1: Me. Yeah, he did. So, basically, he was like, However, we need to get you a better pen name beyond Lonely Orphan Girl. Mm-hmm. At this time, all women journalists apparently had pen names. I'm guessing it was to protect our identities and families, mm-hmm. uh, because men suck and would go after them. Sure. Either way, a pen name was a must. Okay. So, thus... Nellie Bly was born. You're kidding. That's not her actual name. No.
0: No. Well, you told me that already, I suppose. Mm, That's a good point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the name basically was chosen by George Madden because he liked the song titled Nellie Bly, written by Stephen Foster, who wrote Camptown Races. Okay. But he messed up the spelling. That's okay. So he was gonna. Well,
0: I I don't know that he messed up the spelling so much as he you know didn't want to run into a copyright
1: thing. Oh, maybe that was it. Well, no. Nelly Nelly no by wanted thing as it. Copyrights back then they don't care. So Nelly. <laughs> Nellie wanted Nellie to end with a Y, Uh and he gave her an IE at the end of Nellie. And she was like, damn it! And it stuck, and then she became Nellie with an IE. Oh, man, I
0: have no agency over my own name.
1: I know. Anyway, Mm -hmm. she quickly became a force of nature in the journalism world and started doing pieces on working women in factories in an attempt to help to get them better conditions and more of a spotlight in the world. She actually even went undercover for the first time, getting a job at one of the factories to experience it firsthand and expose... The problem. She was
0: like an investigative journalist. Is yes. This, is this a thing that existed it's, then? It's or... basically
1: starting. This wow. is now. She is on the forefront of this. Wow. Okay. So okay. So before long, the Pittsburgh Dispatch, however, would start receiving enough pressure from the owners of these factories. They basically were like Nellie, you can't do this anymore. We got to get you out of those factories. You have to start writing about more generic women's stuff. What? Because all our advertisers are gonna pull. Well, that's true. And so basically she was only allowed to cover fashion, gardening, or society stuff. No longer the real meaty stuff.
0: What the hell? I love that she's starting to dedicate her life to exposing the stuff that's really awful for women. Right. And what they do instead is just shove her into the
1: women's roles that they can... Exactly. Men, get it together. So, and, And George, I don't think, wanted to do it, but he would... He succumbed to the pressure. Sure, society However, can be,
0: you know, a lot of pressure. Well,
1: she thought outside the box. Oh, good! And she's smart. So before long, she was like, "This isn't working for me, George." Mm-hmm. And George was like, "What can I do? I cannot lose you." Mm-hmm. Uh, George is so dramatic. What a drama know. queen, George. Is? <laughs> yeah, he's like the factories don't like you. And she <laughs> oh, was, "No,
0: <laughs> what do we do?"
1: <laughs> she was we like, have "To
0: get you gardening."
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she was like, yeah, "I know what you can do. Mm-hmm. Send me." to mexico i can be your foreign correspondent and oh, he was and like <laughs> ooh the exotic locale of mexico yeah. sure and he was like ha ah, damn let's do this <laughs> that's literally the best idea i've ever heard yeah Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> so all right Off to Mexico, she went at the age of 21. Adios. So she's already a foreign correspondent at 21. Okay. That's how uh, much of a beast that she is. Yeah, yeah. Right? So she would spend a happy year writing articles about how the citizens of Mexico lived and all of their traditions Mm -hmm. for the people of America to learn about them Mm -hmm. and to become less scared about them. (laughs) You know, because she's like, let's have culture mingle. we're all the same we're all
0: can we bring her back please oh,
1: god i wish we could revive her yeah the articles that she wrote about this mm-hmm. uh would later be compiled into a book called six months in mexico because the articles were so popular
0: it's a little on the nose
1: i mean she's super smart in a lot of other ways but the uh-huh. book titles not, not are not so her strength they're they're really literal okay she that's her kind like of long sh- lists of stick. words yeah
0: words in succession next to each other
1: alphabetically
0: meaning things (laughs) alphabetically she could only write alphabetically i I thought you meant
1: for like a dictionary a boy could deny (laughs) like that's her way to to title the dictionary
0: (laughs) right no i was like can you imagine trying to write even one sentence that each word started alphabetically that would be terrifying
1: alligators buoy cannot dance
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's as far as we can get. Four words. Yeah. Wow, so, she was a real hero.
1: Basically, her tenure in Mexico would come to a rather abrupt end, oh, however. Oh, sure. Well, six months was up. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, she wrote a piece about the then-Mexican dictator... Porfirio Diaz
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how he had arrested a reporter unjustly. Oh, well, Mr. Dictator found out about it and he sent his police to her and said, you better not or we'll arrest you, too, little lady. How interesting.
0: Dictators don't like journalism. So right. they talk about the enemy of the people and such. Yeah. That's sure.
1: fascinating. Yeah. interesting. Well, anyway, she received the message, even though it was filled with rudeness and misogyny mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And she went home. When she got home, however, she then wrote a scathing article about him and called out (laughs) how evil he was for dominating the people and forcing the press to say what he wanted them to say. I like it. So, okay, she's home now, right? And she's Mm -hmm. like, what's next? And George Madden was like, Back to the social page as you go. I've missed you so much, you have no idea. <laughs> we need you to talk about gardening. Now go to parties. Yeah, and she said no fucking way, and then she quit. <laughs>
0: that's awesome.
1: Because she's like, I am a foreign correspondent. That's right. Yeah, that's right. No. Yes. All right, so. I respect that. Yeah. Sometimes quitting
0: a thing is absolutely what you need to do. Absolutely. You know? You don't have to stick everything out right. if you hate it and it's terrible for your life. You know what I mean? If it's
1: doing emotional damage right. to you, yeah, you know. then it's not worth it. You need to stop it and find other opportunities. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So in 1887, four months after quitting her job in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. she landed a job at Joseph Pulitzer's paper huh? called New York World.
0: Where was that based?
1: In New York.
0: Oh, okay. I thought the world, but
1: cool. In Oh it was also in the <laughs> <Just> world <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically they were looking for a reporter to do an undercover report on Blackwell's Island or as you and I know and have come to love Roosevelt Island okay right sure so she was quoted okay. saying quote I was asked by the world if I could have myself committed to one of the asylums for the insane in New York with a view to writing a plain and unvarnished narrative of the treatment of the patients therein. Whoa. At this time, asylums were awful places where abuse was often to be found, and people had no idea on how to work with and treat the mentally ill. Sure. In fact, Charles Dickens apparently would often visit madhouses as a sort of entertainment to see how mad people acted. No. Uh, yeah, and I'm not sure how that was like a thrill for him, but like. Hey, everybody needs a hobby. Well, like, it's just pretty fucked. Well, sure. Like, if you're going to, like, I'd rather find someone and be like, I would like you to play crazy for my fetish, but, like, you're not really, like, I'm not taking advantage of a crazy person. Okay. Like, if you're going to, if he's into that, then he should hire a hooker and tell her to act crazy. All
0: right. But if you're a person who is interested in Veritas, you know, in actual, you know, if you want to see what actual behavior is, then you should just, you should do what he did probably. Yeah, you know, I I'm I, I wish I could have gone along honestly.
1: <laughs> oh no. Well, okay. So anyway, on Blackwell's Island there was a women's lunatic asylum, right? Jesus. And there was apparently rumors and mumblings about how the asylum was filled with abusive staff and that most of the patients were neglected and suffered. Mm-hmm.
0: That's and it's probably one of the absolute most marginalized populations, of course, in the entire society. Right. Yeah. Because they can't defend themselves. Yeah, like and- we're literally almost no one would care
1: right? what's happening to them. So she being the amazing feminist that she was mm-hmm. and wanting to help women and stuff, and the fact that she was now broke because she didn't have a job, she was like, I'm on board for this assignment.
0: Fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yay. So the plan was that she would go there for 10 days, and after it, they would send someone to go get her, and then she would write about it. Wow. Right? That's the plan. How
0: do they okay. That's so the plan. Sure, the big okay.
1: problem with the plan is making sure that they believed her when she was being crazy. They yeah. need to make her they needed people to think that she was crazy to get her committed to this asylum. Sure. So she actually I can't hold on. It is like
0: eighteen yeah.
1: eighty. Eighty seven, yeah.
0: 1887, right? Right. I can't even imagine the amount of courage it to, would take for her to do that. To do that? Yes. Right. Like She's a fucking badass. Right.
1: So basically she decided to spend some time practicing her quote crazy face in okay. the mirror. She's like, uh I do that too. She's like, maybe this'll make me look crazy.
0: <laughs> uh note to listeners, it does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. After she kind of was getting her bearings, she then rented out a room in a boarding house called Temporary Home for Females, number eighty four Second Avenue. <laughs> Like that's the literal name of the building.
0: I uh, we we thought of calling it Royal Arms, but this sounded better. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called?
1: Temporary Home for Females, number 84 2nd Avenue.
0: Fucking A. And that was a place you could voluntarily go to. Well, this yeah, it's this was horrible. just a boarding house. So this isn't even a crazy place. No, call it Mrs. Johnson's or something. You need yeah. to have a better name. Where are you staying? I, I think I know why you're not doing so well financially.
1: <laughs> well, I don't understand. It's 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 so clear. It's a temporary home for females. It's at number eighty-four Second Avenue. I am
0: all about truth in advertising. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, that's so, maybe maybe Nelly really appreciated the uh, the straightforwardness of the name of the I place know, like, because her book, yeah. she is only titling books like Book Number Four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's like Adele, twenty one, because right. she wrote it at twenty one. So she goes to this boarding house, right? Yep. And she ha- now has a new alias mm-hmm. because people like might know her. Sure. So she is now called Bly Brown.
0: Why does she just keep moving her last name up to the front? <laughs> That's terrible. So, <laughs> then and she's gonna die as like Brown Higgins.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna die. Higgins as- <laughs>
0: Henry. <laughs> Higgins Jehoshaphat. Nay Brown Higgins. Nay Bly Brown. Nay Nellie Bly.
1: Nay. <laughs> Can you imagine her taxes? Can you imagine How her many- tombstone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she's there, now it's Bly Brown, right? Okay. And she basically got to work proving that she was a psycho right away. Okay. Right? She was like, I gotta get on this.
0: Right, she could be president. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> she basically she got to work. Better. She was like, she just started wandering the nearby streets, okay. uh, yelling at people and ranting about things, and then she went into the hallways of the house, uh-huh. shouting at the other boarders. Oh, she's having the time of oh, her life. Oh, she is. So... She basically went after the other women in the boarding house who she thought were more crazy, like were actually could be crazy, because she wanted to establish that she was the craziest. Sure, it was it's like, like the- your
0: first day in prison. Yeah, you go after the biggest person to and- show
1: that you're dominant, right? Sure.
0: I don't think I feel like that doesn't work. Well, <laughs> Nellie was all about it. So I think the biggest person in prison would learn to defend themselves pretty quick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So basically, she's like, everyone can think I'm psycho because I'm literally going after, you know, Peggy from down in the hall. Sure. And Peggy's just like, and Peggy! <laughs> I just want to live. Um, so she basically refused to go to bed and would call the other women crazy to their faces. Mm-hmm. And then she would start screaming that she was afraid for her own life because of how crazy the other women were. Okay. On her second night, and she- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry! <laughs>
0: And then by the fourth hour, yeah. <laughs> on, her, on her second night, uh, after the fire trucks came. Yeah.
1: So basically, she wants to stay awake so she can look disheveled when she goes to court. She okay. doesn't. She wants to look crazy. Yeah. On her second night, right. she didn't have to work hard to stay awake because a rat ran across her pillow, okay. which startled her. And then another Why? woman started screaming in a terror in another room. And later Nellie found out that the woman was afraid that Nellie was going to kill her. And Nellie would later reveal that, quote, it was the greatest night of her life. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it sounds like so much fun. <laughs> if only you weren't terrifying people. Right. Uh At the same time.
1: So, it didn't take long after that, before the owners of the boarding house decided to call the police. It feels like Joaquin Phoenix should play her in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) That or Winona Ryder. (laughs) So, basically, they called the police to have her carted away for being crazy. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, a thing you could do back then. This is by the middle of day two. Right. Sure. So, when they arrived, she decided to up the act. So the police show up and she's like it's showtime. <laughs> it's like you've already been on stage, bitch. Like right. what they more are, could you do? Yeah, they're
0: carting you exactly where you want to go. She's
1: like a fabulous drag queen who you think can't do any more tricks and suddenly she does a complete dress change uh, in front of you and you don't know how they did it. I, it's and you're just like, "What?" Anyway, so it's
0: exactly like that, yes. So
1: basically the police showed up and then she decided she started claiming to be an immigrant from Cuba who had amnesia and couldn't remember how she got there. Wow. So uh, she would then tell them that she was really Nellie Moreno and that she and she would say she was, quote, a Cuban maiden of genteel Spanish lineage suffering from amnesia from an unnamed trauma that left her friendless and abandoned in an unforgiving city.
0: I am a Right. Mostly, especially that, like, she doesn't want anyone to know that she's Nellie Bly. Right. And so her two aliases include Nelly and Bly. Right. I don't know if that's the best tack, but apparently it worked, so, so the police she was were, dealing with some idiots.
1: Basically, the police were like, okay, quick, <laughs> grab her and take her to the judge. <laughs> <laughs> like, she is insane. Sure thing, Senora, Get her! Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, oh, no, don't catch me, because <laughs> she wants to get caught. I don't want to go there. Yeah. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so... She then would be brought before a judge named Duffy, who's like... Just Duffy? Just Duffy. I That's just all go by prime. Duffy. I was like, is it Duffy the Bear from Disney? Is that the first or last name? <laughs> I don't know. It's just Judge Duffy. Probably last name. Yeah, yeah. Duffy Bly.
0: My Uncle Duffy is yeah. a judge in New York. It's really top drawer.
1: Ooh, fancy. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, the judge really quickly said, you're crazy. Okay. He She showed up and he was like, yep, yeah, you're crazy. She claimed to just have amnesia, Mm -hmm. but Duffy was like, oh, really? I think you mean you're a crazy person and you need not fear anymore because we're going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. He sentenced her to be sent to- That was ominous. (laughs) He sentenced her to be sent to Bellevue Hospital for further inspection. Okay. But before he sent her there, he was like, the news press should come because this woman's really pretty. Oh, no. And I don't know why a pretty person would be crazy. Like, I can't compute the fact that a pretty woman would be crazy.
0: Wait, are you joking? No. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And he, was so hoping he wanted the press... to get her photographed?
1: Yeah, he wanted to press to come to put articles out in hopes that her family would find her and come get her. I see. So the news would come, and Nellie freaked the fuck out. Sure. Because she's like, I need my cover to not be blown. Right, I'm
0: actually well known, and uh-huh.
1: Yeah, yeah so she covered her face and started screaming out, quote, I don't want to see any reporters like total like drama I just want to be alone yeah <laughs> why can't you respect me you paparazzi yeah sure so people were like how is this pretty woman crazy pretty women can't be crazy and I'm like have you met I every a- actor and actress in well, the world too, all the but- pretty people are crazy <laughs> <laughs> I love that she's, uh, smashing stereotypes
0: left and right. Right. This is great. This is when the glass ceiling for pretty people being crazy was broken. Yeah. <laughs> After this, we knew.
1: Yeah. So, the news would, uh, call her the, quote, pretty crazy girl. <laughs> I don't mean she's
0: pretty crazy. I mean she's pretty
1: and she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, a piece was written for the New York Sun called, quote, Who is this insane girl? <laughs> It feels like clickbait today. Yeah. (laughs) This is ripped from the headlines. Right. So the New York Times would also write a piece about her and claim she had a, quote, wild, haunted look in her eyes. Mm -hmm. All right. So she would arrive at Bellevue Hospital, right? Sure. And would immediately see how bad things were going to become because the food at this hospital was spoiled already. And the conditions of the hospital were bad at best. (sighs)
0: So, so we've gotten. She's actually like she's worked really, really hard to get into the situation she wanted to get in. Right. And now we're gonna find out that it really is horrible. It's, yeah. Yeah. So basically, so uh, this is
1: the part where we wallow in the tragedy for yes. a while. Cool. So basically, at Bellevue Hospital, they diagnosed her with dementia and some other mental illnesses, and <laughs> the doctors, etc. Et, et I yeah. guess is the <laughs> she's, she has
0: dementia plus stuff. That's my scientific Dr. opinion. Dr. Jenkins, don't yes. you think that we need a more thorough report? What's not thorough about et cetera? Could mean everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Name a thing that could be wrong with the person.
1: Uh, uh chicken pox. Completely covered under et cetera. <laughs> All right. So basically, the doctors would write, quote, I consider it a hopeless case. She needs to be put where someone will take care of her. Wow. And the head of Bellevue would also declare her to be, quote, Undoubtedly insane. Okay. And as a result, she was sentenced to be sent to Blackwell's Island to be put away for life, basically.
0: Just what she wanted them yeah. to do. Yeah.
1: Good. Good. <laughs> um,
0: Everything is coming together.
1: Yeah, so off to the island she would go. Sure, and uh, that sounds like a nice thing. She's saying, like, when you say that, like, your boat going off to the the island,
0: it's not really, but it's not Martha's Vineyard we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: So when she got on the boat, she had to row herself. (laughs) Come on, crazy lady, row the boat. (laughs) Who is this crazy coxswain? Yeah. (laughs) There's a crazy lady on the port side. (laughs) <laughs> so she got She's on rowing like her life depends on it yeah so Sorry. she gets on the boat right mm-hmm. and she found it to be full of women who hadn't showered in a really long time sure and women who were confused and scared Aww. uh she had the pleasure of having an ambulance driver tell her that where she was going was a place quote where you never get out of that's what he said to her okay that's not encouraging in to a people. way we all are well, yeah, we're all mm-hmm. gonna die. We're all dying slowly. That's what I'm saying. So I'm just trying to brighten up the mood. No.
0: Th- okay, it doesn't make any sense. So okay, look. Sometimes I say stuff that doesn't make sense, and you're just gonna have to deal with it It's part of loving me. I know. Good.
1: I knew that from the first day I met you. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: the only thing I knew about you after meeting you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, okay, she arrived uh when she arrived, right? Mm-hmm. She was appalled at what she found mm-hmm. in the asylum. Sure. The asylum was supposed to house 1000 people, but over 1600 people were there. Okay. So it's almost double the amount it can handle. Right, yeah. Well, and
0: it's it's 1.6 times the capacity, the right. stated capacity.
1: So, there were only 16 doctors.
0: That's 160% <laughs> of capacity. Yes. <laughs> So well, I just don't know if you'd call that
1: almost double. Well But
0: it's a lot. It's too much. It's a lot. It's yeah. Many. It's almost six hundred more people than they should have. It's
1: basically double. He's too many. It's about four times as much. Right. As it's
0: not at all, but it's crowded.
1: Basically don't a thousand percent more people okay, well, than needed.
0: Let, let me do the math this episode, maybe. <laughs>
1: cool. But for this thousand percent more people. <laughs> so many more. There were only sixteen doctors.
0: That's one doctor per hundred people. Yes. I did that math too.
1: Yes. So she would start taking mental notes about everything because she wasn't allowed to write anything. There's a
0: whole new meaning to mental notes, doesn't it? Right.
1: One of the things she remembered was the fact that two of the doctors of the 16 just didn't do any work. They just sat around, didn't care about the patients. They just were like, I'm here for a paycheck.
0: All right, so 14.
1: Yeah. Cool. So the first night and day was a terror show. The staff would give new arrivals ice-cold baths and then forced them to sit in the frozen clothing for many hours. Uh. Many patients would become ill because of this. Uh. She would write, quote, My teeth chattered and my limbs were goose-fleshed and blue with cold. Suddenly I got, one after the other, three buckets of water over my head, ice-cold water too, in my eyes, my ears, my nose, and my mouth.
0: Jesus.
1: Right. In addition to that, they would not replace the water between patients. Oh, So wait, you were wait, what? using the same water that everyone else used.
0: How? How are they collecting it after they've poured it on you?
1: Well, you're sitting in a tub. They scoop it up. They dump it on you. Oh, God. Horrible. Mortifying, right? Yes. And then you would have to use the same towels as the people before you.
0: So you want to be just early in line. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) After Mm -hmm. her, quote, cleaning, she was given Uh a tiny flannel slip with the words, Lunatic Asylum B-I-H-6. On it, and this would wow. let the staff know that she was in Hall Six on, you know, Blackwood Blackwell Island. Island. Yeah, sure. you know, same with the literal, like everything's So literal, it's
0: true. I'd it said at the top, not Nellie Bly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so she would ask for a more appropriate nightgown, and one of the staff would basically laugh at her in her face and tell her, "quote We have no such things here. You are in a public institution. Don't expect anything or any kindness here, or well, you won't get it." Whoa. Literally, that's what they told her. Yeah. The rest of the night was terrible Mm -hmm. because someone screamed basically throughout it. So the bed's not comfortable, first of all, but then someone's screaming the whole time through. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, because now she's in an actual lunatic asylum, you know, to use the parlance of the day. Yeah. In 1887, I think we can all agree that that was probably a horrible situation. A shit show. And the fact that she, like, tried to get there... In order to expose it is just, I mean, I can't stop being flabbergasted by, you know, the chutzpah here. Right. Love it.
1: So she would learn the next day that the woman who was screaming Mm -hmm. basically died due to being beaten, given a cold bath, and then forced into her bed. Like slammed into it. Yeah. The doctors would later say that the woman died of convulsions. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, they like.
0: They beat her to death and yeah. then blamed her for it. Yeah. Sure.
1: If that wasn't enough, the it food was. was really, really bad here. They would basically be given moldy bread, rotten meat, and dirty water to drink. Hmm. Nellie made friends with a handful of her fellow inmates to get the lowdown mm-hmm. on how it was going to be while she was there. She's like, yeah. I kind of feel like I need to know what to expect.
0: Yeah, because everything I've got so far is bad news.
1: Right. They told her that they basically have the patients sit on a bench for 12 hours, not being allowed to move or talk, and Mm -hmm. if you resisted, you could get beaten and all that stuff.
0: That was like your daily routine? Yeah,
1: just sit here and don't do anything. Oh, my God. Uh, They would tie up the more dangerous, in quotes, patients with rope, Mm -hmm. and in some cases, they would tie them all together in a chain. Okay. Uh, And make them drag carts up and down the hallways like they were service animals. Fucking hell. Right. Anybody who would object about the treatment would get a complimentary beating to silence them. Yeah, right, sure. And some of the staff would even use sexual violence as a threat to keep the patients in line. Yeah. Basically saying, like, it would be a shame if I, you know, defiled you. Yeah. Just terrible shit.
0: Well, I'm sure it happened, too. Oh, I'm sure. Like, routinely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She also found out really quickly that there were a ton of women there who were immigrants who didn't speak English, who were called crazy, when in fact they were completely sane but unable to communicate this because they didn't speak English.
0: No fucking way. Yes. Okay.
1: In fact, she found that most of the women there were not crazy and uh, didn't come there as crazy people. And a ton of them were immigrants who lost their families or were poor and unable to fight back. They weren't just forced to move to Pittsburgh? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Pittsburgh was full. Oh, I see. So she met a German woman whose accent made people think she was not speaking anything with sense, like gibberish, basically. What? Okay. And, but she's speaking English. Okay. And coherently. Oh. She met a Jewish woman whose husband hated how other men looked at her, so he had her committed, <gasps> a la Sweeney Todd. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Let's examine that guy.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> He's terrible. Yeah. And she also met a woman whose job was to be a chambermaid who basically she lost her temper one day and the other staff called the police and had her taken away. Okay. So because she had like a little bit of a, a bad day, they're like, you're crazy. Bye.
0: So you had a bad day We're <laughs> sending you away. Yeah. You're going to die in asylum and nobody cares.
1: Yeah, <laughs> basically. But she found that all these women were sane. None of them were crazy. Oh, man. Of course, um,
0: she's not a doctor, but all right. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they all were diagnosed with et cetera.
1: So. Exactly. <laughs> so if, uh, basically, if, if all of this wasn't awful enough- It was. The treatment that these women were receiving was actually causing them to go mad.
0: Sure. The treatment is worse than the-
1: Right. So she would write, quote, What accepting torture would produce insanity quicker than this treatment? Mm -hmm. Here is a class of women sent to be cured. I would like the expert physicians who are condemning me for my action, which has proven their ability to take a perfectly sane and healthy woman, shut her up, and make her sit from 6 a.m. till 8 p.m. on straight back benches, Mm -hmm. do not allow her to talk or move during these hours... Give her no reading and let her know nothing of the world or its doings. Give her bad food and harsh treatment and see how long it will take to make her insane. Fuck. Two months would make her a mental and physical wreck. Wow. A really well written. Like She's, uh, yes. she's a great writer. Yeah,
0: because she was in there for 10 days. Yeah. yeah.
1: So at this time in the world, mm-hmm. uh, people would go to asylums also beyond just watching for fun, they would go there to try to find lost family who might have gone insane. Sure. Because that was common back then. People lose their mind. They get arrested. They get sent to the asylum and then people to go find them. Sure. Um, If you
0: have a bad day, you could be taken away from your family forever. Right. Holy hell.
1: And tons of people would basically look at her in hopes that she was their family, but she was not. So basically every day they paraded the women in to whoever was there looking for family and then they got paraded out. Oh my God. Right. She almost had her cover blown when George M. McCain, another reporter, was sent there to do a follow-up on the pretty crazy girl. No, He said he was seeking a lost relative, so they let him in to look, right? Mm -hmm. So she's standing in the waiting room, and she recognizes him, and she can see that he recognizes her, but he's not saying anything right, right away. He's kind of confused. And the nurse allowed him to examine the women like they were merchandise. Okay. And she whispered to him as he approached her, don't give me away. And he respected her wishes and saw what she was doing because he respected her as a reporter, which yeah. is amazing and wonderful, yeah. and told the nurse that he didn't see his relative. Oh, my God. So she managed to hold it together. Right? Well, they didn't,
0: like, the, it's crazy to me that the the asylum didn't keep track of the pretty crazy girl. Right. But, of course, they didn't because who, what do they care? What do they care?
1: It's yeah. just another person to beat. Yeah. So she decided to start to act sane again in the hopes that they would then treat her better. But
0: Oh, interesting experiment.
1: all it did was piss off the nurses and the doctors and they started acting like she was super crazy. You're kidding. She would write, quote, the more sanely I talked and acted, the crazier they thought I was. What? Yeah. Okay. And I think it's because these people are so used to crazy people being there in their mind that they can't, it would make them go insane to realize that they had had someone who wasn't crazy there. Right.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's, from the way you talk about it, it's not that they were so used to having crazy people there, given that so many people there were sane. Right. But they just did not care. And like they would, they were absolutely, it seems like they were absolutely convinced uh, of the insanity of right. everyone there. So no matter what they did, it was just seen as more crazy. You're crazy. Insane.
1: Yeah. Oh. So... After 10 days, she would get released from the asylum because of lawyers sent from New York World mm-hmm. to prove that they had done this. Right. And two days after that, she would release her first piece of her trials called, quote, Behind Asylum Bars. Two days after that? Yeah, that's how fast she wrote this. No kidding. it kidding. It mattered that much to her. Like, I would have been still sleeping. Right. <laughs> She was like, I got to get to work, Fuck. fam. Okay, so in her report, she would call out the harsh conditions of the hospitalization process and the way the doctors treated everyone. Yeah. In addition to that, she called out the lack of support for those with English as a second language Ooh. and how the judge acted. This is going to get
0: good right yeah.
1: here. So she, t- she basically was like, how does a judge know a woman is insane if they barely talk? She would write that the judge, quote, Merely bidding her good morning and refusing to hear her pleas of release, even the sick ones know it is useless to say anything. For the answer will be that it is their imagination. Oh, so no matter doesn't matter what you say. Sure. And the, and once you once you get brought in for insanity, once you're labeled you are as absolutely that. going to be labeled insane. Sure, doesn't matter.
0: No kind systems of rigged.
1: Like... You're crazy. You're fucked.
0: And there's no evaluation.
1: Right. So she called out everything, <laughs> and instantly the world fell in love with her. Oh, well, it so. like went. mega mega viral. Right. Like everyone's like, oh my God.
0: It made her useless for undercover work anymore.
1: Right. Well, the doctors who had called her insane all offered apologies and tried to do damage control, but Mm -hmm. to no avail. She's basically like, you're assholes Mm -hmm. and you beat me Mm -hmm. and you're fucked. Yeah, right. Only one month after the first article came out, things would improve at the asylum. Wow. The abusing staff were all fired and replaced with humans as opposed to monsters. (laughs) Ha ha. And the conditions were improved dramatically. Yeah. They hired translators to help figure out if a person was crazy or just someone who didn't speak English. What a fucking idea. Right.
0: What an idea.
1: Better food was implemented and more money was allocated to the asylum.
0: It is wonderful that this is happening. It is fucking horrible that they just needed one person to go in there and say, this is fucked. Right. For it to be completely changed.
1: Well, they also had to set up a grand jury to investigate how she had been abused to make sure it would never happen again. Oh, yeah. So wow. they went in like lawyers and destroyed everyone. That's crazy. Which is the way you should do it.
0: Yeah, sure. I love it when lawyers destroy everyone because they stay destroyed. Yeah. If a lawyer does it.
1: <laughs> so Nellie would ride the success and overnight fame by becoming the first woman to travel the globe in only 72 days in 1889 making her not only a world record holder for a while, but also amazing for doing it on her own without a man to keep her safe, in quotes. Okay. Like that they were all like, it's amazing that a woman went around the world by herself. Sure. But she was the first woman to go around the world by herself. Okay. She was inspired by the Around the World in 80 Days. Right. So she beat the record by doing it in 72. Which
0: isn't a record, because it, fi- it was a It novel, was fiction, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> she
1: would also report on World War I and on the women's suffrage movement. Cool. she would take over her husband's ironclad manufacturing company after he died and would run it successfully oh ho
0: oh, oh, ho oh, oh. ho she got married
1: yes okay we're just getting the highlights
0: now. that's awesome so yeah. she
1: had she had a married
0: name too yes She's got like 18 names yes she does
1: <laughs> she would eventually die in 1922 at the age of 57 from pneumonia oh and uh, I mean, fifty-seven still, for back then, fifty-seven's yeah, pretty good.
0: But I want her to keep going. I know. I a like lot of, her very much.
1: Pretty much every article said, "Who knows what else she could have written about sure. in the other like forty years that she was stolen?" Yeah. You know. Um, all Pymmonia. right.
0: Pneumonia. That's a fucking.
1: It's a beast of an illness. Yeah. I've had it.
0: So what you're saying is that you're stronger than Nellie Bly?
1: No, no, well, I wouldn't I'd say that. i nowhere near. <laughs> Definitely not.
0: So you just have better access to healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> So what is the bright side hey. to Nellie and right. her days
1: in uh, Blackwood Island?
0: Okay. Well, she is a fucking badass for yeah. one thing.
1: She's an amazing woman. Yes. She's one of the uh, the first female reporters, mm-hmm. and she may be the first undercover female reporter in yeah. history. I, I, I couldn't verify that. Right. But basically, she changed the debate and the landscape about mental illness and how mentally ill people should be cared for, mm-hmm. single-handedly. Mm-hmm. She just like obliterated- Mm-hmm. the the way that the system was, yeah which is how you do it.
0: It totally looks like this is a spot where, you know, a, a, an awful situation was going on. One person had the courage to stand up to that system and, and show it for what it really was. And that system, as bad and as powerful as it was, couldn't even stand up to the light of day. Exactly. You know, this is that truth dies in darkness thing. Right. You know. The flip side of that is that exposing a little light onto a horrible situation makes it shrivel up and die right. because there's no justification, right, for the way this was being the, run. those people were being treated exactly. And the only and the thing that kept it perpetuating was that nobody was paying attention,
1: right. Well, it was kind of like if you don't think about it, you don't have to think about it completely. And
0: and it, it runs rampant today. Oh, of course, absolutely. I mean, like that that is absolutely still going on and it's you know part of human nature probably that if it's not affecting me it's not really happening right and you know but fortunately i'm so glad that you know she could go in and show this for how awful and like how truly terrible the situation was and that people cared to the point where it was like we have to change we have to change this
1: Mm -hmm. well and and honestly I think that this was as, as effective as it was because she was a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, she almost used misogyny to her advantage. Kind of. Because, because everyone's like, how can a pretty woman be crazy? Yeah. And then, then it's like, oh, this pretty woman was abused, and she's telling us about it, and she's talking about all these other pretty mm-hmm. women who are being abused. That's unacceptable to pretty us. Pretty women. Yeah. Getting she
0: ice baths. Oh, God. I'm sorry.
1: So... I mean, she basically, she changed how easy it was for people to be committed. Yeah. And how, and made conditions better for those to come after her. Because that's, what
0: we, that's what we need is more committed women. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I should rephrase.
1: I was going to say, we have very strong, independent, committed women in the house <laughs> taking it on. She was also, um, basically a pioneer in the reporting field and helped pave the way for for more women to do heavy hitting in the future, yeah. not just be in the garden socialite pages. Yeah, and and you know we still have a ways to go, obviously. But yeah. she's still an inspiration. Absolutely. Like hearing what she went through. Like I, I'm a especially bit of especially germ- happened over a hundred years
0: ago. Right. Like we're not where we need to be as a society now. Right.
1: And, and imagine like, what it was like then. Fucking a. When and I'm so much of a germaphobe that <laughs> like the idea of using <laughs> towels. That someone else just used when they have like boils on their face at a burst. Yeah, makes me like almost pass out.
0: Well, that yeah, that's that's not an image I want in my head right it's, now.
1: Well, I, you're welcome.
0: Yeah, no, I do appreciate it. <laughs> nope don't don't appreciate it. Meant to say, <laughs> <laughs> not a fan.
1: But uh, but yeah, so so basically she she's a powerhouse. Yeah
0: yeah, I think this is awesome. I'm glad to highlight. Uh, this other badass woman. Yeah, probably. This is probably "Badass Women" Volume Two. Yeah, I'm having think so. a feeling about yeah. that. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, she's fucking great. Yeah, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Yeah, yeah, I knew very, very, very little about this,
1: and I have to give a shout out to Dee Dee Bergeron okay. because she was looking for one thing that she's recommended that I'm going to do later on, mm-hmm. and she stumbled upon this at the same time mm-hmm. and said, "Oh, check that one out too." Okay. So thank you, Dee Dee, for. And-
0: And thank you, Nellie Bly, or whatever the fuck your name is, for being such an incredible person. (laughs) Thank you, Henry Higgins. (laughs) Well, thanks, Jason. Yeah. Thanks for this topic. Thank you, those who are listening, for listening. And please do continue to rate and review the show. We love getting those. Yeah, share with your friends and family. Absolutely. Make them listen. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She pretty, but she crazy. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others
1: find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Brightside and J, and on Facebook, at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website,
0: www.TheBrightSideWithKevinAndJason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the bright side. side.